This is the Out the Blue Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, we're talking Amy Coney Barrett, Ice Cube himself, and we're talking about Claudia Jordan. Stay tuned. Today's Out the Blue Fact is can an apology be used as evidence? Stay tuned. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Out the Blue Podcast, and we're back again for another episode. First and foremost, I'm really happy about how the reaction is for the first episode. It really did well. Thank you for everybody who accepted this podcast for what it is and all here along for the journey, man. I'm really happy. I'm really proud to say that people are in my corner when it comes to this, and we're going up. We're going up from here. So, hey, let's get into it. So, first things first on the Out the Blue podcast, let's go ahead and talk about Amy Coney Barrett. She said that in the workplace, saying the N-word does not make the workplace hostile. Help me! Help me! The Associated Press published a report on Miss Barrett's most notable judicial opinions, which included a 2019 workplace discrimination case in which she penned the opinion that the use of the N-word in the workplace had not created a hostile or abusive working environment. Now, I don't know about you all, but this kind of sounds to me a lot like how it used to be back in the day, right? Understanding the aspect of the word, understanding the hurt and the pain behind it. I don't care who you are. You shouldn't be saying that at the place you work. Do black people say it at work? Absolutely. But black people can understand how the word is. Black people can understand the ramifications of the word. I mean, if you were called the word all the time and this word was used to demean you, this word was used to make you feel like a second class citizen, nine times out of 10, black people can take it and then make it positive in some shape or form. Look at in history, that's always been a fact. So no, you shouldn't be able to use that word in a workplace environment. And for her, of all people to say that this does not make a workplace environment hostile is just this is exactly what we were saying and exactly what i alluded to when people don't understand what it's like to be us hand in hand with what she has said you have the debate of should white people even be able to say the n-word which is a resounding no but it's still a debate in the eyes of some people my thing is if you are not black you shouldn't be saying the n-word bottom line period that's just facts. And even if you are black, we shouldn't be saying it in a workplace environment anyway. There's such thing as professional courtesy. Unless your job, and I don't know any any job that does this, unless your job makes you say the N-word on a daily basis, there's no reason why you should say it. I mean, there's, there's other things we can say. Now, I'm not going to say black people shouldn't say it. In a workplace environment, What the question was asked for her, is it okay to be said? No, it is not okay to be said at all. And I really hope that she doesn't feel as if that she could get away at some point with saying the N-word. Now, I'm not saying that's what she said verbatim, but I hope that doesn't, you know, we're all talking about perception. This whole thing that we're, we're going through right now is perception. How do we perceive someone to act? And I hope that somebody don't perceive what she said as a open season to say the N-word in your workplace. Because you will get beat up. You will get mauled by a swarm of angry african-american people because you don't understand what it's like to be called that out of context you don't understand what it's like you don't understand the history behind that word you don't understand the amount of lives were lost behind the history of just that word so you don't get the chance to say it 
Sorry, not sorry. I know that if you call me the N-word at work, this is now about to become a hostile environment. And you know what's crazy is that that's kind of what conservative America wants you to believe. They want to believe that African-American people and things like that are just animals. That we're criminals and we're, we're just hostile for no reason. But then we have these conversations where people feel like it's okay in the workplace to say the N-word and we shouldn't respond in a hostile way. Ms. Bird said that while she found the word abhorrent, the plaintiff in the case had not made a strong enough case that the harassment was occurring. She said, and I quote, the N-word is egregious and racial epithet that said, Smith can't win there was simply proving that the word was uttered. He must demonstrate that Colbert's use of the word altered the conditions of his employment and created a hostile, abusive working environment. If you call me the N-word at work, this is now a hostile environment. Because you're referring to me, and nine times out of ten, when people use the N-word, they're not using it, especially when we're referring to somebody that's not African-American in the sense. When people use the N-word, it's not just for fun. It's not just for, you know, you feel like you're saying buddy or pal. You're saying this because you want me to feel some type of way. You're saying this because you want me to chop, you want to chop me down. Just as many people did coming through slavery, just as many people did in our history use that word to chop us down. But needless to say, Miss Barry, you have no idea what you're talking about to be called that word. You have no idea. Not your place to feel like you can dictate whether or whether or not that can create a hostile or abusive working environment because your history doesn't line up with the history of the word. I guarantee you that if you and your people had been crippled by another race, been crippled historically by another race, and at the forefront of this crippling is this word, I guarantee you, you will feel some type of way every time it's uttered in a place of work or just in general. This is the person that Trump wants to put in place of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So just keep that in mind when you're voting, ladies and gentlemen. So next on the Out the Blue podcast list, we're talking about Ice Cube. So if you don't know what happened with Cube, he is facing backlash for apparently working side by side with Donald Trump on his what's called platinum plan. Well, I mean, I know people have their thoughts on being, you know, I'm being used, I'm not being used because I walked in there, I had the meetings, and I spoke, never, I've never met Trump. I've never been to the White House, okay? So I talked to both campaigns like I said I would. I have a contract with Black America that both parties gonna have to get with. We can't depend on one party to bring this through. It's too broad. Both parties is gonna have to get with it. So that's what my mission is to make sure both parties get with the program. And I'm not here to, um, get you to vote for any damn body. You know, matter of fact, I was the one saying uh, you shouldn't vote unless you get something for it. Um, so me, I'm personally not getting one thing. Ice Cube created what's called the Contract with Black America. The Contract with Black America, he said, is a patriotic pathway to promote our shared prosperity and to achieve racial economic justice within the black community. Trump used some of it to be a part of the platinum plan that he is saying that is going to apparently enhance the lives of African Americans. Now, Ice Cube is facing a ton of backlash because of this, and they feel as if that, first off, a lot of people are asking, who made Ice Cube the dictator and the spokesperson for black people? That's one That's one uh, opinion. Another opinion is he sold his soul. He's trying to help Trump get reelected, opening a conversation that everybody has been closed on Trump. That is the issue. How do I feel about this particular issue? I feel some type of, I feel two type of ways about it. 
on the one hand i do understand why people are upset i do understand that nobody coined ice cube the spokesperson and you know through Ice Cube's actual career, he has always been, in my opinion, on the forefront when it comes to just African-American liberation. He's always been on the forefront of talking about the people and making sure that our needs have been held. Now, his background before that is colorful when he talks about, you know, just how him being a rapper and some of the topics he even rapped about. So I do understand why people are questioning why do he feel as if he's the person that should speak out about African-Americans and just how we should be treated and how things should be going in as far as African-Americans. How he's, why is he the person that should be speaking out about this? A lot of people feel some type of way about it. So that's on one hand, and I do agree with those people. That's on one hand. But on the other hand, you have to think about it. MLK sat down and spoke with Lyndon B. Johnson, who at this point is hand in hand with being one of the worst presidents with Trump. Malcolm X actually sat down and talked with the Ku Klux Klan. Diplomacy in general is what we need to do these types of things. Diplomacy is what we need. So just in case that, God forbid, 45 gets another term, at least Ice Cube started the conversation with him. Now, will he actually use what Cube said? Doubt it. Very seriously. But we can't pretend as if that cannot not be a possibility. Ice Cube pretty much in this contract has a list of demands he made for black people specifically. I don't believe that he is out, you know, attempting to get Trump reelected. I don't believe that he's out to make sure that happens. I believe that he's attempting to make sure we're covered regardless. Now, my only issue with his plan, my only issue with the actual contract is that I don't think that it does enough for black women. And just in general, black women, and especially this year, we're seeing that Malcolm X's point and quote was true. Black women are some of the most unprotected people in the country, the most disrespected people in this country. And I feel like, Cube, you have to include them verbatim, say it. Even though people, you know, looking over the contract will say, well, it's, it's, it's implied that black women are covered in this contract. But think about it. If we talk about what was implied Black Lives Matter should have been implied. We, should have, we shouldn't have to say that our lives matter. But we have to because of how the world is treating us. And what the world has shown us verbatim is that the world, especially when it comes to the point in politics, are going to do whatever it takes to undermine the character of the African-American woman. So, Cube, you have to make that change. You have to at least outline in the contract that this goes for black men as well as if not more than black women, because they are the ones that's being the most disrespected out here. That's my only issue with the contract. I mean, other than that, I think Cuba's doing a great thing. Would I personally sit down and speak with 45? No, because based on his whole track record, I can obviously tell he doesn't care about us. I mean, he still refuses to go back on the claim he made about the Central Park Five, even though they all been acquitted and it's been proven that they didn't do anything. He still refuses to go back on that claim. And let's not forget that he did not denounce white supremacy. So would I talk to him? No. But I'm, I see how Cube is thinking, and I hope that in the end, it'll all work out. And I hope that in the end, he does make those changes to the contract. And hopefully he'll be meeting with Joe Biden after the election. And let's put forth together what he came up with in the contract or rename it or something. Because something has to happen for the community, especially for black men and Definitely, especially for black women. 
And the final topic that we're going to discuss here on the Out the Blue podcast is Claudia Jordan. Now, Claudia Jordan says that 45 tried to kiss her twice during The Apprentice and told her not to date black men because they don't have any money. The year leading up to uh, the show, he was trying it a little bit, you know. He tried to kiss me one time, was it once? Twice. And I had to remind him that he was married. That I was like, you are not putting that tongue in my mouth. You are n- this is not going to happen. Absolutely not. He was married to Melania, right? I mean, everyone knows he cheated. Why did she wait until now to say something about this? It's kind of weird to me. I do feel as if that that is kind of weird. So I want to look at this from face value. Now, I do think that is weird that she did just now mention this, but here on the Out the Blue podcast, we don't victim blame. So if she felt the courage to say something about it now, okay. But I do think it's kind of weird that she said something about it now so and with that I've, I've i've seen in the comments that people don't know what to believe because she he's been president for four years now she's just now saying something so nobody somebody you know of course people are have their doubts about it but do i think this is something that 45 would do let's look at the track record this is the man that say we can just grab women by the vagina and this is also the man that refused to denounce white supremacy this is also the man that i mean you know the man you know who he is and the comment don't date black men because they don't have money sounds similar to something he would possibly say. So do I believe that he actually said it? Yeah, I do think this is something he could say. Do I believe this is something that could happen? Definitely. Because look at who we're talking about. You know, he's the president of the United States, but look at how he's managed the country. Look at exactly what he did. And, you know, recently here on the Out the Blue podcast, you know, we listen to everybody's side of view. We listen to every point of view. And one point of view said that how can he not care about black people because he cares about the HBCU? And I know that's what a lot of the naysayers are going to say. Like, he, he would never say nothing like that. He cares about black people. He loves HBCUs. At least that is the that is the facade he wants to go with, you know, in attempt to be reelected. Never mind the fact that he has never did a absolute thing for HBCUs. The only thing close that he ever did was sign a bill that was brought forth by Alma Adams, a Democrat from North Carolina, Mark Walker, a Republican from North Carolina, and also just a whole other list of different politicians. All he did was sign. In fact, Adams said only thing he contributed to it was his signature and let's not forget the countless racist and then xenophobic remarks he's made just toward random and not even just baseless accounts on the black lives matter movement on antifa on all of this and refusing to condemn white supremacy and attempting to get those boys executed those boys who are now men executed for crimes they didn't commit and it's so much more it's so much more the fact that what happened in Charleston happened and he said there are good men on both sides. Look at what his track record is. Do you really believe this is something he could say? I know from my point of view, definitely. Without a doubt. Don't question it at all. So I'm glad that Claudia came forth with this comment and I'm glad that she's, you know, speaking out about it. But it definitely, you know, it's going to, I don't know if it's going to do anything because it's not like it's going to, ruin his reputation because isn't it already ruined to the people who feel some type of way it's been ruined there's no reconciliation of what he's been doing so it's been bad so it's not like it's gonna make it even worse it's just gonna add on to the pile of stuff that we already think about him and does that matter nope because it seems to me and to a lot of people that 
he's going to he's getting away with everything he wants i mean nbc went out of the way to make another debate another town hall style debate when in fact he could have just simply done the original debate virtually but he didn't want to do that because they can turn his microphone off come on now this is the person we're talking about this president has been acting like a absolute child now of course he on the out the blue podcast i'm going to promote free thinking you can think whatever you want to think you have your opinions but this is mine and he has dropped the ball in every single way shape or form i don't see how we can overlook that so please be mindful when you're voting if you decide to continue to vote for 45 you have your reasons to but I think right now the reasons not to vote for him are stacking higher than the reasons to vote for him. And that's all I got to say. Now, to answer the out the blue fact of the day, I asked you guys earlier in the show, can apology be used as evidence or an admission of guilt? And in Canada, you can't use that. Canadians apparently say sorry so much that the law was passed in 2009 declaring that an apology cannot be used as evidence or admission of guilt. So you can apologize for killing somebody in Canada, but that right there can't be used as evidence or admission of guilt. That's crazy. But in Canada, as you can see, the crime rate is significantly lower than than in America. So I doubt that that would even ever happen. But you know, you never know. Crime happens anywhere. So we can't say via location that it's not going to happen. But that is the out the blue fact for today's episode. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this podcast, please make sure you give us a five-star rating or wherever you're listening to us at. I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, for sticking around and staying tuned for this entire episode. It's been a long one, and we talked about a lot of things, but I'm definitely glad to have this platform and to talk with everyone about what's going on, especially, especially nowadays. So, Please make sure that you follow us on Instagram at OutTheBluePod. Make sure you follow yours truly at Chris Ferragamo on Instagram. The best things in life, ladies and gentlemen, always, always, always come out the blue. Until next time, peace.